Welcome to Madrid, host this week to the third ATP Masters 1000 of the year, the Mutua Madrid Open. I'm Seb Lozier and this is another packed ATP podcast from Spain's capital. I'm standing in the shadows of the main Caja Magica Stadium overlooking court six where the world number three Daniel Medvedev is currently in doubles action. After the disappointments of 2020, we have tennis, we have fans, we have Rafael Nadal as the tournament favourite. We'll hear from Rafa very soon, plus a number of his main challenges here. But first, we hear from tournament director Feliciano Lopez, delighted simply to have tennis to put on at all. This is the best news that we can have now after one year and after two cancellations in, in 2020. It was, it was very tough to handle for the whole staff, you know, to, to cancel the tournament twice in one year. But we are so happy, honestly. It's very demanding and challenging to, to, to have an event these days with the pandemic still hitting us and with all the protocols that we have to follow and everything. But uh, the good news is that we are here. Madrid is going to have... Uh, another great tournament and uh, we are very happy and looking forward to have a great week of tennis. How important is this event for Madrid and for Spain? Well, I, uh, I have always said that this, this tournament belongs to the people of Madrid and they really love coming here every year. It's like a mass for them, you know, every year they, they're waiting to attend the tournament and they're so happy that, that they are, you know, they, they, can, they can see the best tennis of the world every year in Madrid. So. So yeah, everybody's so happy, you know, we are, we've been suffering, it's a, it's, it was a very tough year and uh, everybody's, you know, looking forward to go out, to enjoy uh, the events, you know, again, obvi obviously we have a big responsibility because we, I think we are the big, biggest event since the pandemic, you know, started. And yeah, it's a lot of responsibility also for us as a, as a tournament, but we also also want to give this positive you know input and message to everybody that life is started to uh, going back to normal a little bit yeah you mentioned the responsibility it's a huge morale boost is there a risk too i mean how, how much are you having to balance this and how how, how scrutinized do no, you feel well there's always a risk when you when you deliver a huge event like like like, like we are doing. But uh, we we've been the, the goal was to minimize the risk, you know, and, and and especially for the for the players and also for the fans, for the spectators. No, we have a very very good protocol. We've been working with health authorities in in Madrid with with them, you know, uh, for f several months working on the protocols. And I think everybody will enjoy tennis and they will feel safe here. You mentioned the fans. Talk to me about how many fans are going to be here, where they can go, what they can expect. We have like 40% of the capacity, so it's up to nearly 5,000 people here in, in Manolo Santana Stadium. And, and yeah, I mean, we, we have, uh, of course, we're going to check temperature to everybody who gets in the, in the venue. We we have this year for the first year we have the, the tickets are nominal so everybody has to show the ID before they get in and uh, we try to to have you know a lot of stuff you know on the in the main gates where everybody when, when everybody comes just to you know be aware of the social distancing and everything and this this venue is very big so one once everybody gets in I, I don't think this would be an issue you know because everybody can spread out and it's gonna be Okay, 
But uh, yeah, it's a big responsibility and I hope that the people, they will follow all the protocols. And in terms of the players, the players are very used now to playing within a bubble. I don't need to tell you that, you know that well yourself. But what are the players telling you about how well you're doing? <laughs> it's not easy, I understand. Uh, I'm, first of all, I'm a tennis player and I understand how tough it is to, to deal with all the protocols, you know, and, and with all the bubbles, you know. But at the end of the day, we are here to help everybody, you know, and, and, and to have the best tournament that we can have. And, We've been working together with ATP, WTA, our doctor and the health you know, authorities in, in the city and, and all together we came up with this protocol that we have to follow and I know that with certain things we, we make a step back because for example here you're not allowed to go out one hour a day to exercise or to walk. Uh, which is something really important. Sometimes you need, sometimes you need, you know, a little bit of fresh air, you know, especially after you know almost a year, no, playing with you know bubbles everywhere. Um, but you know, so far the feedback is is fine, no. Uh, I think I think we we have to understand all of us that this is the only way that we can make this happen and. We, we, try, we try to be helpful with everybody and so far the players and everybody, they, they, they understand, you know, how, how we have to, the way that we have to do things this year. In terms of the draw, let's talk about the players who are, who are here. Um, no Novak Djokovic, but Rafael Nadal is there at the top of your draw. How important is it to have Rafa here in Spain, in Madrid? It's the most important thing. I mean, to have Rafa here, as, as you can imagine how... Um, how important it is to have Rafa here in, in Spain, no? I, especially here in Madrid where everybody loves him. I mean, Rafa is the, someone who, with, with a lot of fans all around the world, but it's a, it's a very nice chemistry between Rafa and the crowd here in Madrid. And I think um, over the years he's played great matches here. I remember one match against Jubicic when when this tournament was played in, in the other venue in Madrid Arena where he came back after two sets to love, a break in the fifth. And uh, since that match, the, it was a huge atmosphere. And I think since then he, he really loves, you know, playing here, coming here. The people is waiting for him every, every year. So I think it's going to be an amazing tournament, of course, very special because the situation we have to, we are still facing. But uh, yeah, I think it will be a, a mutual Madrid Open that we will never forget. And in terms of the challenge for Rafa, it's a big one, isn't it? The players coming back, you've got Daniel Medvedev, Dominic Team. we're seeing back on tour, that's great. Yeah, it's, it's, it's great, as you said, to have Domi back on the clay again. It's great news for, for any tournament. We have Daniil again coming back after, you know, after the COVID, you know, that, that he was suffering. And then, uh, yeah, everybody's here, no, except you know, Roger that we, we didn't... Honestly, we didn't expect that Roger is going to play um, here because we, we didn't really know how many clay tournaments he was willing to play. So, and Novak at the end of the, he just uh, after losing in Belgrade, he decided not to come. It's, uh, I understand completely, you know, this, the calendar is it's very demanding sometimes. And so we're looking forward to have Novak again next year. But I think the, the list that we have this year, the, the, the amount of players of great players that we have this week is amazing. So, yeah, as I said before, it's going to be a great week of tennis. And Spanish players too. I mean, everyone may be, 
you know, worried about life beyond Rafa Nadal. I know. All of a sudden, you know, the future looks bright. Carlos Alcaraz, <laughs> Fokina, you know. Talk, talk to me about why Spanish tennis is so strong still. I don't know. Um, it's it's a combination of, of a lot of things. I think these these guys that you just mentioned, you know, Alcaraz and, and Alex Davidovich, they are great players. Uh, yeah, future is bright, as you said. Carlos, it's only 17 years old, and uh, we have um, we have a potential match here, a second round match, uh, Rafa against Carlos, um, and this is going to be great if if he's able to beat Manarino first, and uh, and then Alex also, and all the Walkers, Munar. Pedro, we have we have a lot of young guns in the draw, uh, and this is our idea, no, to help uh, our players also to develop their potential by you know helping them with wildcards and times here. It's a huge opportunity for, for all of them to to play in front of you know their crowd in in in, in Madrid in Spain. So I, I I wish the very best for them. And for you, just finally, uh, at the other end of the spectrum, 39, still in the top 60, well inside the top 100. Are you still enjoying doing both? What, what, what does yeah, it look like for you? Yeah, uh, it's, it's enjoyable, honestly. It's, it's, it's also a challenge for me, no? because uh, I'm here. It's only one year. I did this in 2019, then pandemic came. And this is my second year as a tournament director. And so far, I'm, I'm really enjoying my, my job here. It's... it's a lot of new things that I have to learn, but it's a, as I said, it's a, it's a good challenge for me. I'm, I'm really, you know, happy that that, that I was given this opportunity, and uh, yeah, also the on the tennis side, I'm so happy. I mean, I didn't expect, you know, that I would be able to to compete at 39, nearly four years old. So every match I'm playing now, I'm, I'm trying to to do my best to enjoy as much as I can. This is really my goal now, and. Um, and it's honestly, I'm really proud of myself, no? Because uh, this is something I will never expect. Easier to be a tennis player or a tournament director? Tennis player. And good luck to Feli Lopez and his team with everything both on and off the court this week. As I said, much of the focus here, as ever, will fall on the great Rafael Nadal. And the top seed is raring to go after another title in Barcelona. Barcelona has been an important week for me, of course, but uh, that's past already, so here we are, Madrid, no? just uh, trying to, to practice well uh, every single day, something that I'm quite happy about the, the preparation, but remain a couple of days for me to start the tournament. So excited about playing at home with crowd. Uh, I always enjoy it here. Yeah, talk to me about the crowd. They, they love you so much here, ever since you won your first title. How important are they for you, though? Uh, they helped me uh, a lot of times. Uh, probably it's one of the places uh, that I had better support uh, during all my tennis career. You know? So uh, it's an amazing feeling on court. I feel that, that love and that support every single day. Unlike other clay court tournaments in Europe, you haven't dominated here quite as much. Um, how much tougher do you find the conditions here? Well, we play with altitude. That makes the... the the points a little bit uh, more difficult uh, to feel under control, but uh, but at the same time uh, I had success. No, I won uh, I don't know four times here, something like this. Uh, so I I played finals too. So I mean I had some very positive results. No, I felt comfortable here, but it's true that uh, is a, is a, probably is a tougher week on clay uh, for me. No, but I I really enjoy it. Always playing here. 
I have to ask you, uh, here in Madrid especially, having Uncle Tony back on, back on the tour, is it, is it strange him being there and not in your, not in your team? Well, it will be different if, if, if it's something drastic, no? Uh, but uh, mm, for the last uh, three years he, he is not with me anymore, so uh, for me it's not a big, big thing, no? as I said before, no, for me it's just positive that he's around, I can talk with him, can see him, and he's happy. I'm happy to, to see him to see here close to me. When you won the first title here in Madrid, 2005, um, Carlos Alcaraz was two years old, just. <laughs> <laughs> it's possible that you play him here. Um, it'll be a big day for him. What, what do you think about the match? Well, uh, yeah, Carlos uh, is, a, is an amazing player with, uh, I mean, today he already has an amazing level of tennis uh, and probably he, he, he will be one of the best players of the world soon. No? So, uh, yeah, will be a, a big challenge uh, for, for me and hopefully for him too. <laughs> so, uh, so let's see. Uh, I don't know. I just uh, focus on try to to be ready uh, to have the right preparation and just to to be playing well for the for the be, for the beginning of the tournament so then let's see the great Rafael Nadal and the man he beat in the Barcelona final all three and a half hours of it was the champion of Monte Carlo Stefanos Tsitsipas so far this year nobody has won more tennis matches the results uh, speaks for themselves and uh, I've been doing great lately on the, on the clay court season I feel that's uh, an opportunity for me to shine in that surface and I had great results in the last couple of weeks so uh, definitely looking forward on uh, better results uh, in Madrid, in Rome, uh, at the French Open. Uh, I really uh, look forward to, to play these events and I think uh, my game, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's at its best right now. I th uh, it's important for me to, to keep up with the pace and uh, go for more. That first Masters win, getting that in the can after a couple of finals that, that you'd lost, how much relief did you feel after? There was a lot of relief uh, from that victory in the final. I was really looking forward on clinching my first uh, Masters 1000 title and I was very happy that it happened in Monte Carlo, uh, the place where I reside, the place where I practice most of my time. Uh, it was a very special moment for me and my family who happened to be there that week. Barcelona final, let's talk about that. It was an absolute epic. Um, to, to push Rafa so close um, in a, on a court that he's been so good. You must have taken some consolation out of that. I did take uh, lots of consolation. Um, you know, I, I tried my best. I know playing Rafa wouldn't be uh, easy uh, on that court, on that arena. He has dominated and won many type, uh, times in Barcelona, so I knew it was going to be very difficult. But generally, I would say... I was proud that I uh, put out such a great performance and uh, game for, for myself. I know I, I tried and uh, uh, brought Rafa to his limits, I think. Uh, but definitely, I'm looking for something better next time. I think it was a great uh, lesson for me to be able to, to see and experience different things uh, on that final that I haven't experienced before and take them uh, next time uh, on our next battle against one another. You mentioned your family before. I just wanted to ask you about that. Um, the reaction when you won the doubles match with Petros in, in Monte Carlo was so extreme. How much did, does it mean to you to have your family around you and, and that connection? Me and Petros have a long history. You know, we first came to Monte Carlo when we were six. He was four years old. 
and uh, you know we were watching the event. We came back every single year. So for us, playing in these courts is quite the uh, the experience. And getting a win there was something very emotional for both of us. Uh, we really wanted that win, and we're all obviously looking for uh, even more this year. We uh, teamed up and started playing doubles uh, from the beginning of the year, first appearance of the Australian Open. Really, we really want to uh, do well this year and see where, where that leads us at the end of the year. Um, I love playing doubles with him, and I think it's probably the best feeling I've ever felt on court. How much strength do you draw from having the family around you in general? Is it, is it something that really is important to you? It is important to have my family around me. They, uh, they just bring so much comfort and uh, ease in my everyday uh, life. I feel like they uh, have uh, lots of impact, uh, a positive impact in who I am and what they, they have to offer. So definitely love having my family around and getting to spend time together, go for a nice dinner and have uh, beautiful moments together. Even when I'm the tour, it's not easy. You know, I'm traveling a lot. Uh, I get to be away a lot. So definitely helps and makes me feel much better when they're around. I remember you talking in Miami about being so proud to effectively be self-employed and and uh, be out on tour and what it meant to you. On the flip side, effectively, your dad is your coach. He, he's an employee, I guess. Can that be a little bit difficult sometimes? I don't see the difficulties coming with that. Um, I feel actually quite privileged and lucky that I have my dad as my coach. Uh, he knows me the best. He also happens to be an expert in tennis. You know, he's a, he's a coach that has studied and spent countless years you know, perfecting and getting the best at this sport so for me I see it as a you know as a, as a privilege I I don't I can see myself with any other coach I uh, I find my dad um, a very important person in my everyday life whether that's on court or outside we uh, we share our great moments together coming full circle to Madrid um, obviously you're here you've had some great performances here in the past I think this is your third Madrid um, how do you look back on those two previous tournaments? There's a lot to benefit from and bring that to Madrid. The conditions here are different, but I had a great run two years ago uh, playing in the finals against Djokovic. I think I can learn from that and um, come back stronger and uh, willing to, to do more to get the trophy, get the title in Madrid. It's an unbelievable event. I enjoy playing here. I enjoy um, showing the best of my game in front of the Spanish Madrid fans that come support me. So definitely, I would consider it as, as my favorite, one of my, favorites, uh, my favorite 1,000 events of the year. There's uh, a lot of uh, good organization going on around, and people, people really put, put in their best efforts to make this event special. And just finally, Steph, the draw has happened. I know you, you've got a bye to the, to the second round. What do you make of the bracket you're in? I honestly haven't looked at it. Is that something that you not just choose not I, to do? I don't. I don't look at draws. I just. I just. I just see my next opponent. That's what I do. I try not to pay too much attention of how the draw, draw looks like. I. I don't put too much emphasis to it. <laughs> While Tsitsipas is playing here for the third time, remarkably, the world number seven and Monte Carlo finalist Andre Rublev is making his Madrid debut. When I was not good enough, I was not, yeah, I was just not good enough, and I was not even able to to play qualities because my ranking was not good. And then 
when uh, my ranking become well and I was like third in the world. I, twice I was injured two seasons in a row during the summer, which is clay core season. And last year was pandemic. <laughs> so again, lucky three seasons already. And now finally I'm here. And how does it feel to be here? Perfect. Finally, I'm feeling that hopefully it's going to be my first year when I play all the season, non-stop, all the tournaments. It's a great year you're having so far. Is it fair to say, though, that you have a kind of mixture of happiness and satisfaction, but also a little bit of frustration that you've left some missed chances out there? Uh, yeah, it's true that I'm having my best season so far for the moment. And, uh, I mean, frustration, I think that is helping me. I'm still showing it. But I think that's the next step that I need to learn. And if I won't, that's, let's say that's my next step to be a, a better player is to don't have these things, to don't have negativity, only, only to try to do my best. These Masters 1000s, so tough to win. No better example of that than recently you beat Rafa Nadal in Monte Carlo, still couldn't quite get it done. Tell me what it takes to beat Rafa, but also what you think it took out of you, actually, afterwards. Uh, I mean, of course, it takes to play your great game with uh, long rallies. Physically, you have to be ready 100% to run for each ball because the rallies were so long. And each each point have to be 100%. There is not one rally that uh, was easy once or something. And, of course, I mean, these two matches against Robert and against Rafa, they took <laughs> all of me. But still, I did an amazing week, and I'm really happy. You seem to love clay. Why, why do you love clay so much? I mean, I don't know, actually, which is my best surface. But like I said, for me, clay is the, the surface where is real tennis, where you have to be physically fit, where you have to be uh, smart, how to play, where to play. It's on clay, not really happens. Some lucky things like can happen on hardcore that the guy serves so good one game and then he make one return out of nowhere winner in an important moment. On clay, normally it's not going to happen. So on clay, you have to be really fit to play each point, to play right directions. And you need to go and really to beat the guys. Do you think it's your best chance in a, in a way here in Madrid on the clay with the conditions being a bit quicker? No, I mean, I'm not thinking this way. I think every, every week is a chance and opportunity to, to show improvements, to show, to be a better player. So in the end, that's it. It's not that this week or I have more chances or less chances. It can be opposite. Some weeks you feel like, okay, I'm so good, I'm feeling the ball so amazing. This is my week for sure. And you're losing first round. And then there's a week where you feel I'm completely out. I don't know if, if I need to play this week because if I cannot put three balls inside. Maybe I need to go practice. But then you go on tournament and you, you win it somehow. So there is... There is no 
статистика в УЦИ. Рублев, Сицепас и Надал все победители на тур уже And another recent champion is injury-plagued Matteo Berrettini, last week's winner in Belgrade. It's been a crazy year uh, so far. Uh, I started really well in Australia with the finals in ADP Cup and fourth round, unfortunately, I couldn't play in, in uh, Australian Open. And after that, the injury, uh, the injury and, and, and it was frustrating because I never had this kind of injury and I didn't know how to handle it because I was feeling better. But at the same time, mentally, it wasn't easy because I was feeling it a little bit. And and when you don't know what you have, it's it, it's tough. And um, so I, with my team, we we made the, uh, we did a great job. Um, I would say mentally, most of, I mean, obviously, physically, you have to be, feel better. But mentally, to to be able to to push myself over the limit a little bit. Um, so the first tournament wasn't wasn't easy in Monaco. I wasn't feeling. Uh, in the best shape, but I, I knew that I needed time, and and then I didn't I didn't expect to be to be de- in that kind of shape in Belgrade, and I really I really surprised myself with the level of tennis that I was playing there. So actually, mentally, it's it's as a bigger breakthrough as, as anything to to finish the week off with a win because it means to you that you are fully recovered. Do you feel strong now? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, like like you said at the beginning, I've been struggling with injuries all my my life, my my short career. But this is this is me, uh, and w- that's what I said before. I push myself over the limit every time, so that's why I guess I I get injured a little bit. But um, it was it wasn't easy because I I knew that my level was there, my tennis level was there. But most of the times, tennis is not about tennis. It, it's it's Tricky. It's like, it, yeah, you can play really good, but you have to be ready in important moments, and that's what I try to do. Even in practice, I was trying to play uh, sets in practice like there were, it was an actual match because that's what I needed the most, uh, what I missed the most, and and I guess it worked <laughs> worked out pretty well. And I was amazed to see that for a top ten player, it's your first time in Madrid. Um, first of all, how is that possible, and what do you make of the Caja Magica? Yeah, it was it's actually the second I played Qualis three years ago, so the first time actually in main draw. And and I guess this is the picture of my career. Everything happened really fast. And in 2019, I was in Qualis and I couldn't make it because I was playing in Munich. And then 2020, we couldn't we couldn't make it. I mean, in general, the, the calendar was, was bad, obviously, for the virus. So... Um, Here I am, like the first time being seated, and it's kind of new, everything. But at the same time, I know, like I said before, that my level is is high. I I, I can play uh, good tennis, especially in these conditions. I think it's it, it fits my my game, so I'm really excited to to start the tournament. And how far forward are you looking? I, we talk now, of course, of the race to Turin. It's going to be on home soil for you, having played at the O2. How desperate are you now to play catch-up? Uh, 
that tournament in London in 2019 was one of the biggest things that I have achieved in my life so far. Uh, first of all, because I didn't expect it. The, the year before, I was doing the ATP University there, and <laughs> the year after, I was there playing the the finals. So it's it's actually a little bit crazy if you think about it. But then this this sport. Uh, kind of brings you to think that you can you cannot stop you cannot stop too much you cannot uh kind of enjoy what you're doing you have to find the balance of enjoying and kind of like pushing yourself to the limit again and try to get better because the other guys are not waiting for you so um obviously turning is is a big thing for us uh for Italy in general for ADP in general but now it's it's too soon to think about that uh as I experienced this year, I, I got injured pre pretty soon. So my first priori priority now is like being healthy and try to, to, to play as much tournaments I can. And then if they're going, I mean, if I'm playing at this level, I think I, I can get there. But first of all, let's think day by day. Um, back to Madrid, as you say, the, the, the here and now. Ironically, with Rome next week, you're one win for Fabio away from playing Fabio Fonini in the second round here in Madrid. What, what do you make of that? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, now there are so many Italians that eventually, yeah, for sure, it would have happened. Um, Fabio is a great player. He actually played my first match uh, in Rome, 2017, against him, and he killed me. <laughs> and, but of, of course, he has to play a match before me, um, so you, you never know in the sport. Uh, but if it's going to be him, uh, it's going to be a tricky match because, I mean, when you're playing Italian, it's always tricky. But uh, I also think that we can, we can play a great match. Berrettini taking it one step at a time, and the same can certainly be said of two-time Madrid finalist, world number four, Dominic Team. He's recently taken some time away from tennis. Coming back since a quite long while without a match on the ATP Tour, so expectations are pretty low, but we'll see. You've spoken about it a little bit. Tell me, though, why you needed to take the time away. Um, yeah, I mean, it had to do something with, with the US Open title, you know, chasing a goal for such a long time and then finally achieving it. It took out a lot of, of my, my body, of my head, so <clears throat> I, with all the uh, euphoria and everything, I was playing well the rest of the last year and then in Australia somehow it, it got to me a little bit and then I decided to, to take a little bit time off to, to recover and to make a small reset and yeah hope that I'm now back uh, 100%. You use the word emptiness I, th I think, um, do, you, do you feel like you've recharged? <laughs> I did yeah I mean uh, emptiness was there definitely but as I said I, I was a little while away from tennis, away from, from everything basically so uh, definitely I, I recharged so um, I'm ready again for everything, but at the same time, of course, I'm, I'm missing matches and uh, missing competing with the, with the top guys, with the top players, and probably it's going to take a while until I'm back on that level again. While you've been away, there have been a couple of new winners uh, on the Masters 1000 circuit. How much have you been keeping, keeping up with it? Uh, well, I, I know, of course, who, who won the tournament and it uh, was, was nice to watch as well. But in general, I was not following it that much because, well, always when I'm out of a tournament or when I'm not competing, uh, 
don't like to watch that much and uh, was the same this time. You say it's going to take some time. How are you feeling? How much, how much tennis have you been playing away from the competitions? Um, now I'm, I'm back on a, on a very good level, I guess. I was practicing very good the last two weeks um, as well physically. I'm, I'm back on a, on a very good level. But the thing is that I'm, I'm missing the matches and missing uh, competing with the top guys who are all playing here at the Masters 1000 level and um, not expecting of myself that I'm coming back and straight away win against anybody who I'm facing. So that's why I think it's it's going to take a while. And well, still, I hope to play well here and in Rome, but I guess that anything can happen. You must have lots of good memories to motivate you from here in Madrid. I just wanted to ask you about a couple of them. 2014, I think it was your first Madrid. You beat Stan Wawrinka, who was playing some of the best clay court tennis of his career at the time. What are your memories of that? Yeah, that was, um, I think, yeah, for sure the first top 10 win of my career. And uh, the first time I was playing here in Madrid and straight away I I fell in love with the conditions, with the altitude and with the balls and with the whole side everything was fitting perfectly and um, it was until that point and I think for quite a long time after probably the best match I've played in my career on on ATP level and uh, but it, it was, was also had a bad ending to that tournament when, when I had to retire the, the next match but in general it was a, was a great first impression back then and a couple of bittersweet memories, I'm sure, from here in Madrid. You played two finals here, 2017 and 2018. Is there one that stands out more than the other? Um, not really. I think I played two great tournaments, 17 and 18, um, but lost against two great opponents in the finals. Um, I was more happy than disappointed these two years because well the first year I lost to Rafa in two very close sets was was a great finals was my first finals on the Masters 1000 and the next year I, I beat Rafa actually and then lost to to Sasha in the finals I think he didn't even face a break point or something the whole tournament so definitely was also one of his best tournaments in his career so that was um, two great memories how quickly do you think just finally is it going to take you to feel like you're back at this level? It will depend on, on the first match, I guess. Um, as I said, I'm, I'm, I was practicing well. I'm, I'm in a very good physical shape, but um, I'm not the guy who is um, back in matches that quick. Also, after off-season in December, I, I most of the times have some problems, so... Um, I'm curious how it's going to be this time, but as I said, I hope that conditions and and memories of this tournament, um, great memories, are going to help me, and I'm definitely looking forward to the first match. It is another packed Masters 1000 draw. 15 of the world's top 20 players here in Madrid for what promises to be another fantastic week in the Caja Magica, the magic box. Remember, you can listen to live ball-by-ball commentary Every day on ATP Tennis Radio. You can find that on atptour.com. Just look out for the listen button at the top of the page or search for ATP Tennis Radio on TuneIn. Thank you for listening. Come back next week for another podcast when we'll look 
back on Madrid and ahead to the next Masters 1000 that comes straight away in Rome. Enjoy the tennis. See you next time. <laughs>